Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 2020 Summit, the next 10 years on CVU Quantum Network. I'm your presenter, Daniel, and I'm here with producer Claudia Pareco, presenting world-leading podcasting and online thought leaders, channelers, speakers, intuitives, visionaries, talking about what to expect for human evolution in the next decade, a massive new infuse of energy filled with new codes of information discoveries, revelations, compassion, benevolence, beauty, magic, and new inventions. What we are sharing with you during this summit is creating real change in this world. The effect is real, a movement of real change. This is the time. All of us coming here together is by design. We want to thank you. Thank you for being here on the starting of a new decade, a decade where abundance and giving back goes hand in hand. Tangible change is being made on this decade. Together, in togetherness, we are making palpable, tangible change in the world. The 2020 decade will be a decade of remembrance, a point of realization of how much you are aligned with your spiritual truth, your divine self. Together, we will explore the beauty of remembrance during this movement of alignment. Our cells are now instantly being recoded to a higher order, and our layered bodies are being able to process a much more advanced level of cosmic data, causing our outward matrix reality to morph into the new Earth-Heaven frequency. This is true for every living species of Earth and beyond. Fascinating information is coming through highly sensitive beings, and it is shared through channels like ours to humanity there is no ownership or entitlement. All transmissions gathered during the summit are being infused with crystalline diamond and Christ consciousness data to withstand time and space, traveling waves of energy to touch each and every awakened heart. We know who is here. You are welcome to join us live every Monday or Friday during January 2020 at 5 p.m. EST, 2 p.m. PST, United States, or 2200 UK. Call 805-830-8344 or simply replay the episode. Links are available at our website, cview1111.net, under 2020 Summit tab, or go to our event page, 2020 Summit, next 10 years, on Facebook. Danny and welcome everybody to see you. I'm so excited to be here on this summit 2020 January. We are brand new. Uh, we got brand new year and a beautiful episode with Sati Chappelle. Sati, she says that we have been collectively uh, surfing along enjoying the ride taking, experiencing, and living while thinking that all will remain as it was. This belief has been the downfall of most previous civilizations. You can ask any ancient Roman or Atlantean, and they will tell you this is true. Well, we are now enjoying a new era. 
a new moment in our history. And Sati is here to let us know about what she is getting from her guides, her inspiration, and her own connection. If you want to contact Sati outside of the show, please go to her website, www.b as in Brian, m as in Mary, s as in Sam, progression.com, or email her at sati at bmsprogression.com. Of course, you can always find her on Facebook and all social sites. Sati, welcome to see you. How are you? Hey, hello, hello. Uh, I am doing great. I am so excited for this whole new ride that we are all collectively on, both in the 2020 year and the decade to come. How about you? I just, yeah, I can't wait. It's like, uh, like we have been given this gift. It's a huge box, and we are yet to unwrap it and see what's inside. Correct. Agreed. We have been getting lots of pushes, especially the last five years in particular, for humanity to kind of step forward and hop on the new train. So I'm really excited that we're finally here and the train is in the station and it's honking its horn. I'm excited too. So, Sati, you're talking about humanity's next evolution. And so what is it that you get? Well, first off, as most people who know me understand, I got a lot to say, and we have a short time to say it in, <laughs> so I'm going to do my best to really try to get everything out. I am the type of individual who likes to look at things from both the large picture as well as the small picture. The large picture can be encompassing of time. The small picture on a time scale could be the immediate. The large picture can also be the mass of humanity and the earth, um, which I'm mostly focused on at this point in time as opposed to like universal or intergalactic concepts, you know. Um, Spiritual definitely is included in that large picture. Um, But I also want to look at how this also uh, impacts the individual. So I I try to do this because I'm a Libra. That means I always have one foot in both worlds. You know, I have the one foot in the firmly planted, hopefully, in the the manifest (laughs) reality. And then I also have the other foot firmly planted, and that's for sure, in, in the high spiritual. And I'm constantly trying to bridge the gap between the two. And that's actually one of the uh, main purposes for my being on the earth at this present moment in time in history is to help bridge that gap. Uh, one of my girlfriends, uh, my close friends, calls me an energy alchemist. And I really think I'm going to have to end up borrowing that phrase because it just so uh, encapsulates who I am. Um, I have always looked at things in terms of energy, and I have always understood them best in terms of energy, um, which means that I'm not always looking at the, the manifest property, the result of, although obviously because I'm a Libra, I have to do both, 
But I'm really primarily concerned with what's at that base, what's at the root, what's behind the scenes, what's the energy that's propelling everything in a given direction. So that's why I really wanted to speak about the evolutionary quality um, or the ener- energy of evolution within humanity for this first 2020 summit here today. So I'm going to back up just a little bit because I want to give an overall concept of the energetics for 2020 for everybody. And this is both on the spiritual level as well as on the manifest worldly level. And that's going to tie into this evolutionary concept that I want to discuss today. Is that okay? Sure. All right, darling, here we go. So one of my teachers, um, who I'm currently taking some astrology courses from, Mark Borax, who is fabulous and hilarious and just a darling soul, um, brought up the concept of 2020 as in the vision. You go to the doctor and you say, hey, I want to have 2020 vision. Oh, that really hit home with me big time. And um, he may or may not have been the originator of that phraseology. I'm sure there's a lot of brilliant folks out there who have already thought of this, but quite frankly, I had not. And it's more important for me to give credit where credit is due. And he's the one that kind of coined that. And so I want to start with that. That is the overall energy for this year of 2020, being able to see clearly. And that's personally, but that's also with regards to our earth and the events that happen to us personally and happen on the earth. So what I'm inviting everybody to do before we even really start this whole thing, this whole year, this whole decade, and our summit today, is to make this the main focus, the main intention for yourself for the entire year, and then to practice it every single day. And to practice it with discernment as opposed to judgment. Judgment is more of a mind-based concept. And oftentimes we think that by being judgmental or by judging a thing, we're seeing something clearly. And while that is true, there's also usually what I call micro perceptions that are embedded within that, that are either positive or negative. And once we start getting into the polarities and the duality of something that we're looking at, we're no longer fully seeing it clearly. So I invite instead for people to practice discernment, which is a heart-based practice, heart chakra. It's the high heart. So it's the one that is still inside the anahata chakra, but just a little bit higher and a little bit to the right. Um, and it's, it's this brilliant teal, greenish kind of color absolutely gorgeous and the first time I ever saw it it was like so brilliant it it was a gem in 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 uh, terms of how I would describe it and for me and for pretty much I hope everybody will agree with this um, discernment is a practice it's asking ourselves constantly am I seeing this clearly 
Am I understanding this clearly? Where have I allowed my wants, desires, concepts, predilections um, to come into play, my judgments? instead of looking at things as they really are or looking at what actually is. And so that's what I mean by a practice of discernment versus judgment. And, you know, applying this to the self, but also to the world. Um, also, since we're going to be hearing the phrase 2020 for the next year, ad nauseum, meaning constantly and every second of the day, we might as well see this as a direct correlation. This 2020 vision, being able to use this year and the momentum and the energy collectively of this year to create 2020 vision. Every time those words are spoken, all year by everyone, use this for your best good, for all of these higher shifts that everybody wants to make, and for the sake of humanity. So that's what I want to start with today. From a numerology standpoint, 2020 equals a four. Two plus zero, two plus zero. Um, so two zero, two zero equals four. And that's about foundation. The four pillars that hold everything up. It's also about activity, hard work, making things real, shifting reality, and learning to manage the real, as well as managing the self. And, you know, for me, I've done some deep personal foundational work in my past. Um, and every so often it comes back up to kind of be revamped just a little bit. But I'm always looking at those four pillars of my foundation, those four things that hold me up the best and allow me to operate at my highest efficiency, at my highest ability. And that's really where we can go this year in this numerological four year of 2020. But we have to get there through active work not just passively sitting around and going, well, I don't like that. That really sucks. I really don't want that anymore. But by standing up and going, no, I'm drawing the line here. The buck stops here. I'm no longer supporting that by just sitting passively by and watching it happen. It means getting your hands dirty, getting into the nitty gritty, and really working to make things real. And that's for yourself personally, right? If you really want that new job, go out and get that new job. Make yourself the best candidate for that job. And maybe that requires some schooling or maybe that requires some form of, um, you know, reanimating the education you've already had on the subject. Um, maybe it means... Uh, shifting how you handle your finances or how you interrelate with others or how you interrelate with yourself. It doesn't necessarily matter. Any of these things that are foundational to you, that, that hold up your reality, those are the things that you need to really delve deep into this year and really focus upon this year. And in this time of January being 
the sign of Capricorn, it's a great time to do it because Capricorn is not afraid of hard work. As a matter of fact, they love it. They want to roll up their sleeves all the way up to their shoulders and get themselves as dirty as possible in the process and really make things happen. And that's what this year is all about for everybody. And again, not just on that personal level, but also on a worldly scale, on a country level. Um, everything that we really want to see happen, jump in there, make it happen. This is the start of everything we have been waiting for. What people have prophesized for generations. This is the age of Aquarius that we are now into. And we've been into it for quite a few years now, and it's kind of time to make that a reality and to no longer have that be on the horizon, to reel it in and to say, yes, it's here, it's now, I'm ready. Conversely, or not conversely, excuse me, concurrently, we are at a moment of evolutionary shift within what is called the yugas. Yugas are like epochs of time, and they're huge. Some of them can be a 1,000 years in length. Um, some of them can be 10,000 years, 20,000 years, what have you. The yugas are just basically a descriptor. There are four. And they go in varying degrees of being able to see the truth versus not seeing the truth. We are in what is called a Sandhya time, an in-between time, passing out of the old yuga, which ended in 1985, and moving into the new yuga, which hasn't yet started and won't start for about 200 years. And I know that made a lot of people groan because they're like, well, 200 years, good Lord. But the Sandhya time, this time of demarcation that exists between the yugas is as important as the yugas themselves and in fact maybe even more so this is when evolutionary jumps are most possible this is when they are created when they're substantiated when they're manifested on the earth so being that we're in this sandhya time sandhya is a sanskrit word meaning dawn or dusk or that kind of transition from what was into what is or what is going to be. And this Sandhya time between Kali Yuga and Dwapara is enormous. You could say that Pluto has governed the old Yuga of Kali. If you understand anything about the Indian pantheon of, of gods and goddesses, Kali is always depicted as not necessarily the happiest uh, goddess on the planet. She is usually the goddess of destruction. Um, and when I say happiest, I mean how she is received, not necessarily she in and of herself. She's probably quite happy being who she is. Um, the concept is that in Kali Yuga, you have 25% truth. And 75% illusion. Now let that sink in for a moment. If you look at the last couple of years in particular, this question of illusion and truth, 
has become paramount. We see it everywhere in every aspect of society and in ourselves and in our relationships and in how we spend our money and what we choose to invest in all of these things. And the thing that I like about this Sunday at time is that we're coming out of that collective illusion of everything is happy dappy and the world is just fabulous as it is. And there's no need to change. Certainly not. Don't try to do that. And we're moving into, oh, my God, I didn't know things were this way. Let's wake up collectively and individually and make some wise choices and move forward with greater clarity, greater understanding. So it really connects deeply into this 2020 year. And it's interesting because Dwapara is all about creational change. It's the yuga of invention, of challenges, yes, of social change, yes, but also of love and learning about community and who we are on a worldly scale as opposed to little individual tribes that are trying desperately to maintain their tribal continuity, which just doesn't work anymore. That's one of the main illusions that has to drop. We are not us versus them. That never was the case. It was never the case within perceiving races. It never was the case within religious aspects, political affiliations, none of this stuff. Yet we have all somehow or another aligned ourselves some way. Instead of aligning ourselves with the human collective as our tribe, as our main family. And all of that is starting to shift. And there's a lot of personal energy that's changing, collective energy that's changing, vibrational energy that's changing, miracles that are going to come about, energetic powers. I mean, this is really why if you look at the last like 10, 20 years, we've had an influx of television shows and movies and books that are all depicting humans as mutating and mutating into beings that have greater power energetically, um, being able to push things and pull things with our minds or create out of thin air or however that works in these programs. And there's a reason why that's been happening. It helps to awaken the inner subconscious mind to the possibilities that really do exist. If we only use 10% of our minds in reality, what does the other 90% hold? Oh my God, that is an enormous question. And as we move forward from Kali Yuga into Dwapara, we're going to find out that answer. And we can lay the foundation for that now and take hold of our evolutionary changes that are even happening on the DNA level by really deciding what it is that we want to experience in this reality. Do we want to move forward and make earth a paradise and live in harmony and have love be our guiding light and our guiding force and have this concept of equality come to all so that we can embrace the power that we have not just individually but collectively 
and create from that point those things that benefit us all? Or do we want to go back to the illusionary ways of separation, us versus them, me versus you, fighting and warring like we've been doing for literally the last 20 years, at least in this country and abroad, and live the results of all of that anger and all of that separativeness and all of that hatred. This is our time. It's our time to stand up and to move forward and to embrace our own evolutionary change. Sri Yukteswar says, humans combine the electrical attributes of finer, subtle matters of creation. Having risen from the false belief of pure materialism of the Kali Yuga. That's what's at the heart of our next evolution, meaning that we finally grok that matter and energy and expressions of energy, which come in the form of words, vibratory force and electrical nature, enough to move beyond the illusions and the space of separation or the second limitation of Maya. So we've got 200 years, people, to kind of get this right, right? So let's dream big and let's dream beautifully and let's bring grace to our collective tribe. So I call this year the turning of the tides because of this, because it best represents the main energy of the year. Yes, it is about seeing clearly 2020 in the vision, but it's also implementing that clarity of vision. And that's why it's so important to really practice seeing clearly and using discernment in this year and working from that heart chakra of wisdom and to really look at the personal shifts on the foundational level as well as on the worldly foundational level and to bring into practice these new ways of being and to let go of the old, which we all are very clear on is no longer sustainable. This is our evolutionary moment. I'm going to shift my papers here a little bit because I wrote some notes and I want to make sure that I cover some things that I really want to cover. So our next evolution Human-wise, we're here to grow collectively, yes, as individuals, but also collectively now in this next decade, to see ourselves in the world around us clearly with discernment, as I've said, to truly understand ourselves in our world and our realities, and to take hold of our own evolution collectively as well as individually. And our next evolution is this 400-year, or 200-year, I should say, time of change in which we really shift into being what we can be, being our best. Last year, I had this amazing dream. And it was one of those dreams where it's so real. Um, it lasted or seemingly lasted the entire night. 
And when I awoke, I felt like I had literally time shifted. I went 400 years into the future. I was in Australia, which was green and lush and beautiful. And I say that as hope to all of my Australian friends that are suffering through so many fires and challenges right now in that country in this of the hottest summer that they've had on record. We were definitely 200 years into the Dwapara Yuga. We had left the Sandhya time behind. And we were in what I'm going to call an energetic life. And it was fascinating. We still had skirmishes, unfortunately. I call them skirmishes because they weren't really all-out wars, but there was still fighting that was happening. We were working with more energetic weapons, which was fascinating because it dealt with energy that, let's say, destroyed material things, not vegetables, like trees and plants, not minerals, not animals, which includes us, by the way, not humans, but like the energy that supports physical structure. But it didn't extend into the earth. It only extended into man-made things, man-made buildings or however you want to look at that. And while that was unfortunate, it was at least better in some ways because we were no longer killing each other and we were no longer killing the earth. We actually had come to a place where we were really enjoying the beauty of the earth and what it had to offer. And when I say everything was lush and green in Australia, it was raining and it was foggy and it was glorious and it was not just the only place on the earth that was like that. And for the most part, people lived in harmony, but we still had these problems that we had to overcome from time to time. And we had learned to use our minds And we had learned to harness greater portions of our mind and brain. And we had learned to harness energy and use it to our benefit. And even though I didn't see it in the dream, I got the impression that not all of us were always on the earth anymore. That some of us had gone to live elsewhere. Maybe that was the moon or maybe another planet, but... I'm, I'm, I wasn't able to see that. So when I mention it, I want to mention it with this question mark because I like to be clear with the things that I see clearly and call into some question those things that were like, well, I kind of got a feeling that this was what was happening, but I didn't see it, so not 100%. World governments had definitely shifted there were no longer what I would call specific individual governments, but there were governments led by the people and not necessarily corporation or monetarily run or orchestrated anymore. And so we were able to really choose for our best interest. And that was one of the best parts of this dream outside of the fact that Australia was so gorgeous and it gave me hope 
that we figured out that we cannot destroy the earth as we are with global warming and that we harnessed our collective wisdom and chose to act wisely and turn things around. And I bring that to our summit today because I wanted people to have that sense of hope that I saw. The DNA, the brain waves, the brain patterns, the level of understanding collectively, our physical world abilities are changing. And there's this psychic connectedness, this divine connectedness, this earth connectedness, and I want to emphasize the word connectedness, <laughs> that is coming into being. Separation is no longer acceptable. That's an old paradigm that's already been disproven, even scientifically. And so there are these huge strides forward that happen tech-wise um, in this future, and it mimics that inner mind and the energetic shifts and the ability of all of us to come together as one and to create heaven on earth. Why not? If we're going to dream, dream big, right? Make that happen. No longer dream the negative dreams that we have been dreaming because we already know we can make those happen. Let's make this the changing decade, the turning of the tides. So from here, I wanted to move into looking at some of my psychic predictions, not just for 2020, but also for the decade to come. And the main energy for 2020 is to become, to be, to wear the mantle of truth that we already are. And that's individually as well as collectively. For the U.S., we are moving towards greater freedom. We're cutting through all of the illusions that have kept us from achieving real goals. If you look at us for the last, you know, definitely five years, maybe longer, maybe eight years, ten years, we've been doing a lot of spinning of the wheels um, politically and as a country. We say, oh, we've got to change this. And then we sit back and go, doo, 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 and we wait for somebody else to change it. And funny enough, nothing's changed. Can't imagine why. <laughs> but what this is saying is that, you know, we're not any longer going to sit around. We're going to actually start achieving real goals. And Lord knows we have enough of them. And, you know, in humanity's defense and in the U.S. Americans' defense, I think that we were really pretty overwhelmed. I think that over the last, you know, decade, we faced all of these gigantic problems. There were political problems and financial problems and, you know, um, state problems and judiciary problems and earth changes problems and, you know, climate change problems. And, God, they looked so insurmountable. And I think everybody was really kind of freaked out and feeling like, well, there's no way that I can change that. I'm just little old me. So what I'm wanting to say is that we shift out of that. And by actually achieving real goals, that means we have to be clear-sighted enough to set real goals, 
and then to actualize them. And we become able to understand what we create, why we create, how we create, so the appropriate shifts and changes can come. The challenges that we have in 2020 is half of the country still wants to move forward, and the other half of the country still wants to stay put. And I'm going to say out of fear, that part that wants to stay put and hold on to the old ways is going to argue with me, and they're going to say that's not true, but in actuality it really is. It's so much easier to deal with the, the devil you know than to take a chance on what they consider or what we might consider the devil we don't know. And I want to say, under those circumstances, you're still choosing the devil, as they say. So why not choose something different? Look at one goal. Make that your choice. Move towards it relentlessly. Make positive change in that one area. If we all did that, lots could change in a very quick time. The main lesson in 2020 for the United States is to stop being lazy, to jump in, work hard, do it ourselves, be the savior of ourselves. And on a monetary level, begin to understand how we use our money, what we are actually investing in, not just when we vote with our dollar, when we go to the grocery store, but when we vote with our dollar and we support a specific company and what they support as well. And learning what that means, really investigating that, coming to understand that when we buy from Amazon, which I'm not saying anything against Amazon, I love Amazon, and especially when they come to my door with my packages, but what they are investing in with our money. And that is so important as well. For example, we have been investing in war for a really long time, and a lot of us would say that's not true. But really, we have 20 years now, over 20 years. It was before 99, right? We need to invest in our society, in our earth who is struggling, and in a sustainable future on all counts, not just a sustainable future with regards to climate change, let's say, but a sustainable future for everybody. The main overarching energy for the world is that we need to come into balance and equality, and especially in the Middle East. Now, that's not saying that the Middle East is the only place that needs balance and equality. It's all of us that don't live in the Middle East that need to also have more of a balanced perspective and an understanding and an acceptance of equality with the Middle East. And knowing that their troubles are our troubles and that when we make troubles with them, we're just escalating the entire situation. So from that standpoint, learning to wield power appropriately for mutual abundance. I know that sounds nice, but if we put our minds to it, we can do it. We have achieved so much. My grandmother was born in 1889. 
she died in 1986. She was almost 100 years old. She lived through the horse and buggy age all the way to the space shuttle. And that boggles my mind. How can somebody see all of that? And it's interesting because she passed away right before the internet came, which thank God, because that probably would have been way too subtle for somebody like her to actually be able to understand and work with. It was hard enough for my father, who was born in 1919, to work with and understand. It's hard enough for me. So my point being that we've dreamed all of this up, all of this change. And we can dream up more change and make it better and make it beneficial to everybody. Our challenge on a worldly scale is the world is still holding to tribal concepts from the past, not seeing the interconnectedness of civilizations, of countries, of people, of animals, of the earth. And here's my example. You have a war that breaks out in Syria, and now all of a sudden we have mass migrations of these Syrian people, these refugees, trying to find some place to land, some place of peace. How many other countries does that affect? Think of all of the places those poor Syrian refugees and many, many other refugees from many, many other countries. I recently met a beautiful woman who was a refugee from Rwanda and had watched her whole family be slaughtered. Where do these people go? They go to other countries. So this concept that we're not interconnected on a country level, it's bogus. So let's just put that aside. Be done with that. On an economy level, from the, regarding the U.S., it'll be a good year in 2020. We'll be up, economically speaking. It'll be a good year. People will also be willing to help each other which is fabulous. I want to see more of that. On a world stage, it'll be getting better. It'll be moving towards solidarity, towards globalization. It'll be a year of greater prosperity all over, which is wonderful. When I look at the U.S. with regards to health, there will be more physical illnesses to deal with. More bugs as in the insect, more bugs as in illness, more flus, perhaps an epidemic or two of some nature. And we definitely need to focus on making the medical system work better and make it less expensive. People cannot lose their houses because they got cancer or what have you. Regarding the health of the planet. Mother Earth right now is feeling betrayed. And she's showing more and more of the illnesses that she's sustaining in 2020, just like she did in 2019. So we need to help the planet as it affects our own health, both individually and collectively. The increase in illnesses in the U.S. in 2020 is a direct result and a direct reflection of the health of the planet that interconnectedness again. So now we're going to jump into 
is a main energy of politics in the United States. And I definitely want to go dun, 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 dun. Lots will come to a head in 2020, politically speaking. You're going to find out how far, how deep, how much the people of the U.S. have been betrayed by all kinds of things, not just in the political arena, but in the corporate arena as well. People need to realize, however, that they're betraying themselves by not seeing what's really going on and not really working at shifting that. There are improvements in this area because of the 2020 mantra. I want to see clearly. I'm able to see clearly. I allow myself to see clearly. 2020 vision. However, there is still that division that runs down the U.S. And maybe it's not half and half, 50-50. Maybe it's 49-51 or 48-52. It's moving towards getting better. Still has a ways to go. There will be record voting for the U.S. presidential election, but it'll still be a close call. And here I need to say that I am honestly not sure how the election is going to go. I've looked at a couple of things. I've looked at whether Donald Trump will be allowed to run for presidency considering the impeachment. I've looked at how that is going to turn out. Um, potentially. I've looked at so many different things. And what I want to say is that there is another Republican candidate that's going to rise and challenge Trump. But I believe that Trump is still going to win the GOP nomination. Um, There will be two strong Democratic contenders that will run against Trump but it's really going to be too close of a call for me to see the outcome of the election. I've looked from many perspectives, my friends, and I would love to know that answer just as you would. But what I want to say is tune in because I'm going to have a radio show every month. So as we get closer and the energy becomes more apparent and people actually decide and use their 2020 vision, it's going to become clearer. It's just right at this moment in time that it still seems like the energy is so evenly divided. For some odd reason, there's still a bizarre controversy in 2020 over science and its validity in the U.S. I find that just so funny. So awkward. Towards the end of the year, however, science will prevail and redeem itself And that question will be put to rest. Yay! There's lots of energy that's pushing us towards spiritual enlightenment, spiritual growth, spiritual awakening, spiritual awareness. I see this across the board. I see it in so many different walks of life. I see it in areas that never were able to embrace it before. And I'm so excited to see that. And that is going to continue. 
And as it continues and our vision gets clearer, I think that a lot of wonderful things are going to continue to happen in the 2020 year. Most interesting is that a lot of this energetic shift towards awakening is happening to people in the dream time when they go to sleep. And I understand that's partly because, excuse me, partly because it's the easiest place for it to occur. And it then gets us on that um, subconscious level, works by coming in through the back door, if you want to say it that way, and then affects us consciously in our waking world. So I just see this across the board as one of the hallmark energies, the hallmark signatures of the year 2020. And I have to tell you that excites me like nothing else. I divided the 2020 year into quarters and asked for prevailing energies for each quarter. For the first quarter, which is the first three months, we have monetary issues. A lot is going to be brought up with regards to the haves and the have-nots, those that have money, those that don't. Many, many people out there are trying to make a positive change in this area. So I see it as a good outcome. In the second quarter, happiness levels are going to be dropping. Worry, social challenges, they're going to need to be met and overcome, and it's going to really kind of overrun our focus. So there's going to be a lot of issues that are going to have to be dealt with in the second quarter. And oftentimes that affects personal happiness levels, both individually and collectively. In the third quarter, we're going to find ourselves using greater wisdom. And I firmly believe it's because people will be working with this new clarity of having 2020 vision. So there's not going to be a lot of the foolishness of the past. I find it so fascinating that this coincides with the time of the upcoming election. Yay! I like that. The fourth quarter, there is a union of sorts. Divisions of the past come to unification, come to a sense or a greater sense of balance. There's monetary improvements. People are feeling much better about things. I like that. Then what I asked to look at was overall because now I'm getting into more of the decade itself. And an overall level from the year 2020 to 2025, a lot of energy towards opening the heart individually and collectively, embracing each other, accessing wisdom from a new point, a new place of balance. Perhaps that foundation that we're creating in 2020 was done well. There is a greater sense of sustainability. So what this means is that as we get closer and closer to 2025, we will find ourselves in a better place. We'll be really coming at 
the issues that really need to be addressed, and we'll be addressing them, and we'll be doing so productively. From the time of 2025 to 2029, a lot of the old illusions will have been eliminated. There will be personal, familial, gender, uh, many separations that, you know, have run things for so long, coming to a close or having already been closed out, done. At the end of 2029, there is this enormous, giant, collective inhale and exhale. Like, holy cow, we fully dodged a major bullet. And that, <sighs> that exhale of, thank you, God, I can sit down and rest. Many people are awakening on the planet, as I said, and hoping for others to awaken as well. Many are taking responsibility, both personally and collectively. There are many positive changes on the horizon, but we still have a lot of work to do, my friends. We'll see the light of wisdom, perhaps maybe at the last moment, somewhere in the age of, or the year 2024 to 2025, and we'll implement it and get things back into greater balance in the latter half of the decade. And that brings us pretty close to the end of our time together. I'm not sure if uh, maybe Claudia has a few questions for me or any comments or wants me to look at anything more closely uh, than what I have already done. But I hope that one way or the other, I've given everybody a lot to think about. I'm so thrilled that I actually was able to get everything out that I really wanted to say. <laughs> Thank you no, all yeah, for listening. And, and thank you. And I love that you mentioned that you're going to be coming back. So for everybody that is listening and that you have questions for Sati, please just find those questions, write it down, and bring them to any of her shows in the future. Or send her a note. Uh, put it on Facebook. So we're going to be answering all of those little by little. And remember also we're going to have the togetherness the last month, uh, Friday of, of January on the 31st where there's a conversation going on with all of the presenters and whoever else wants to be part of the conversation. So we're opening our um, the switchboard there for calls so people can also ask or share because you know, one of the things that you are mentioning again and again is that we are together. There is a connectedness going on here. So the messages are not coming just for one. It's coming through all of us. So we all have something to share. We all have to, something to mention. We are all dreaming and having these beautiful dreams or these messages that comes through us where we are uh, in silence and all of a sudden something comes to your mind and you're like, oh, I wonder what, I, what that is. Well, share them because most probably you're not the only one, right? Exactly. 
And I figured, Claudia, because I was the first person to present on the summit this January, which thank you so much for that honor, by the way, that I really wanted to kind of hit things on this overall view, maybe set Mm -hmm. the stage. And hopefully my friends that are coming in the subsequent weeks will get into more of the nitty gritty. But I really kind of wanted to give everybody this overview and also somewhat of a intimate perspective of what I saw coming. And I hope I was able to achieve that for you guys. Surely you did. And I want to thank you for your time. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Again, share share this information because this information is not for one day. It's for years to come. So what Satish mentioned today, what she shared, is something that you want to come back and listen. And those, uh, the replay is for always there. You can uh, replay it as many times as you want, always free. Absolutely. And I've had people say that before, Claudia, and I want to make sure that we reiterate that because people are like, oh, is it free if I listen to the recording? Absolutely. So I just want to make sure that that is, is mentioned again and again and maybe somehow we can make that really clear on any advertisements that we have too, because I can't tell you how many times I've been asked that. <laughs> no, yeah, because everybody then charges. But, you know, one of the things that I caught is that this information that everybody is getting here, it belongs to everybody. Like, it has to be shared. It has to be listened. And it doesn't matter if it's not today. Tomorrow, the day after, one year from now, this information is current. Whenever you listen to it, it's going to be the right moment for you and for us. Correct. Absolutely. It is for everybody to share and thus should be free. And I love that about you, my darling. Thank you so much for making it that way. Well, we are all making it possible. Everybody in in the summit are sharing their gifts. So we are all in this together. So thank you for being here. Thank you for everybody that uh, has been listening to us. We will wait and um, welcome you on Monday, same time. Mondays, Fridays, all month of revelations. And Sati, you're welcome to come back and listen to others. And then we are having everybody together on the 31st. So I'm going to love that conversation, global conversation with anybody that wants to be there. Sounds wonderful, Miss Claudia. Thank you again, everyone. I wish you a happy, healthy, beautiful 2020 Make this not just the year of our dreams, but make it the foundation for the future and make it a wonderful future. Blessings be. With 2020 vision. I love that. So thank you and have a wonderful weekend. (laughs) And goodbye.